couple words with your butt. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you, Kenya. I'm not. I don't want to do this with you. Because <laughs> I realized I could, in fact, spell period, but I don't want to. I want to do a different word, but I could if I wanted to. I'm not doing this with you. Did you see the ones with the boobies? Someone did boobies. Welcome to Musings from Melanated Minds Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Who are you this week? Who am I this week? Hmm. I am Janora from Legend of Korra and Granddaughter. Okay. Yes, that's who I am because I've been, I've been watching it. I just finished like the third season. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's a badass, you know, she's just like, has this whole connection to the spirit realm or whatever. Mm. And I don't know if I'm getting my period or not. I was just weirdly emotional. And so she got her tattoos. Mm -hmm. You know how like, they all got their little arrow tattoos. So she got her tattoos and I started crying. So yeah, that's who I am. I appreciate that. Okay. I am going to be Lisa Landry or... Or Joan Clayton. I I can't say you. Listen, that goes right into the what are we watching? For me, Netflix has blessed us. Um, mm-hmm. Although Netflix is mad problematic, and we can talk about that in a second. But Netflix has also blessed us uh, with Girlfriends, which I started watching yesterday. Yes, it came out yesterday. Yeah, so started watching it on Friday after work. And then... Uh, I'm watching between that and Sister Sister right now. Sister Sister is doing things for my mental health that I didn't know I needed. It's a great 22-minute sitcom Mm -hmm. that gets me away from my problems. They're easily digestible. There's a continuity problem, but I'm ignoring it. I'm choosing to ignore it. There's a continuity problem? (laughs) There was one episode that literally should have came after the one episode, but I let it go. I hate when that happens. I let it go. I let it go. And it's in the first season, too, so you can't unsee it. <laughs> Bruh, a different world has one at the end, and I'm just like, why'd you do this? <laughs> but, yeah, so that is what I'm currently watching. They're both getting my life right. Um, also, I'm old enough to now know that the girlfriends had... Literally, I saw a tweet that said uh, they walked in their toxicity so Issa so and Molly Issa can and Molly run, can run. <laughs> yes absolutely. And I'm like absolutely yes <laughs> what about you what are you watching what am I watching I'm also doing quite a few 22 minute uh shows mm-hmm. but so I I still need to finish Moesha Mm-hmm. and the game because those were the two that I like I started and I want to I'm watching so many different shows that if I don't finish them I'm like overwhelmed so I yeah. don't know if we talked about this last week but I finished P Valley wonderful absolutely P-Valley. exceptional wow P Valley is so good I got like stars scale there. one to ten how good like is it worth me buying stars that's the question I think it's worth doing the seven-day free trial and then knocking that right on out. Right? <laughs> yes, I'm hundred percent. I'm keeping stars for many re- different reasons, but yes, it's absolutely worth the seven days because I finished in like four. Okay. Okay. Yes. I feel like I will keep stars only if I wanted to watch Diva Samaro, 
They're mm. problematic, but they're also my fave. So they're fucking hilarious. I feel like I would keep it for them, but I know their show's only two days a week, so it's not like it's not. The- Honestly, once they stopped uh, being on Vice and then ended up on YouTube, I kind of stopped caring. It was like out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Yeah. But um, I kept it so that I can finish American Gods. Oh, okay. I yeah. started it years ago and I really enjoyed it. And then a couple months ago, I read the book. Well, mm-hmm. I listened to the book. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, if I'm already getting stars, might as well uh, watch the show. So, and I, I like the show. Like the story is interesting just because I think it very much so matches up with my whole uh, sort of personal belief around polytheism. Okay. But also like visually, I think it's just very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, um, what were you going to say? I was just gonna say, ironically enough, I've been looking more into uh, kind of more traditional African spirituality and theology and uh-huh. looking at the Orishas. Uh, I think I told you a little bit about this, um, probably just during like our own personal time, but like I've been getting really, really into it. And part of me uh-huh. wants to know which of the Orishas, which of the the which one of them claims me because i can see multiple of them but i know it's only one that claims you other ones can be like hey girl hey but like one Mm -hmm. specifically claims you and i want to know who that is i don't think it's oshun i think i can tap into her from time to time but like i don't think it's her part of me thinks it's uh yemenya just because of her story and her trajectory and she's very she's beautiful but she kind of downplays it a little bit um Mm -hmm very intelligent very mother mothering and protective of the ones that she loves so i'm like i see a lot of that in myself Mm. um he makes that journey to the americas via slavery and enslavement let me not Mm -hmm. say slavery so i'm like okay mama like i can get this um however i don't feel 100 percent drawn to water i i don't know if you know this love fire i live for a fire moment i like to play with fire <laughs> um i sometimes get burnt but it is what it is um let's fly but yeah I, that was a long way of me saying me too girl me too true <laughs> so yeah, it's like really good i don't know if you've ever seen the clip with like orlando jones where he plays mm-hmm. uh, a nancy and uh, that no, yeah he's like that's so yeah that's something very similar to what you're talking about but um what's my watching i started watching the boys on Amazon, oh, on Prime. Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Oh my is it good? Goodness. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. Girls. It is so good. Especially because, like, I started it right after I finished Spider Man, which I watched on Stars. Yes. Um, and, like, I feel like Marvel does a really great job of, like, superheroes fuck up the world. Yeah. Because I love how uh, Far From Home was literally just about, like, uh, the disgruntled working class. <laughs> it really was. It was literally about class disputes. <laughs> like, fuck the bourgeoisie, aka Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> it really was. That's hilarious, bro. Yes. So going from that to the boys, I was like, oh, oh fuck. Uh, the boys is wildly graphic. Like, it literally starts with someone running through somebody, like Ooh. physically running through them. Um, but the person who runs through her is very fine. Like, he's so fine. He's so incredibly fine. Now, you know I love me a fine man. I'm trying to remember what he was in. He's been in things. 
he's been in things. He's been okay, in things. Okay, let me let me try this again. Also, Les Alonzo was in it and I heard he I was never, in it. I've never seen this man ever be this thick. He is so beautifully thick. Not beautifully thick. Ooh. Yeah, I seen a uh advertisement on I wanna say TikTok of the boys for their second season because it was like these two girls talking about mm-hmm. the girls make better superhero than boys mm-hmm. and she was basically yeah. like i don't have no pockets and you can see a per uterus and i was like oh i might want to watch the show yeah that just came out yeah Ooh. okay so i feel like you're talking about one of these four black men are you talking about one of these four black men his name is Jesse Usher. Oh! Um, yes. And he has been in he is Almost 28. Christmas. That's where I know him from. Almost Christmas. I'm screaming. He was on Lincoln Heights and Hannah Montana. Did you ever see it? It was like a movie. Well, all on black people. And like, yes, yes I remember. The one that came out a couple years ago was with. I feel like Monique is in it. Monique is in it. Uh, John Amos. Yeah. The nigga with the shit on his forehead. DC Young Fly? I'm not doing this. I swear I'm not doing this with you. He was in the movie. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Okay, well, I might have to check that out when I, like, get mostly through either Sister Sister or Girlfriends. Because, I, you know, I can't do, like, five different things at once. I need to finish my stuff through and through and keep it pushing. Today is, like, that day where I'm trying to, like, push through things. Mm-hmm. Two more things that I'm watching. I'm on the second season of Succession. <gasps> stop don't tell me anything because i'm going i'm literally need to start it i watched a, a round table talk with him david uh david Diggs. i mean not say their first names like we're best friends and, uh, which one the daddy huh which who is him is it is it the daddy from succession the the or main the, dude from succession there's a couple of them is it an old man was it a young man he was younger he just had a baby with his wife let me see oh, probably Kendall I guess let me see I'm gonna find out who this is point is I never knew I could care that much about white people Roman his his character's name was Roman oh Romulus yes uh Macaulay Culkin's little brother stop I did not know that was Macaulay Culkin's brother (gasps) don't he look exactly like him though you can't unsee it (laughs) his name is like Kieran Culkin uh-uh. I don't want to see this again. I need to go. Anyway, it was a it was a Hollywood uh, oh, Hollywood, Hollywood reporter. reporter. Um, I do love those roundtables. The roundtable, but of course it was a Zoom session. But it was mm. him, Patrick Stewart, the B Diggs, Yaya, Abdul Mateen II. The dude from I know the dude from Better Call Saul and some other white dude whose name is escaping me, but. If you are really into the roundtables, do yourself a favor and watch that one. Specifically, David Diggs, I swear to God, between him and Yaya, that's it. That's it. Um, we love to see it. Yeah. But yes, Macaulay, it's Macaulay a- Cock and the Little Brother was weird as, as everything. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that. But that show is so good just because, like, it starts out kind of slow where you're like, where the fuck is this going? Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden you're into it and shit's happening mm-hmm. and you're just like, what the actual fuck? Like, I remember I saw a tweet where it was like, Succession Confessions, and someone was like, I wish there were more people of color on the show. And someone else replied, was like, I absolutely do not. I love seeing <laughs> white people fuck up their own lives. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone said that about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and how there are no black kids who won the whoever Mm -hmm. got the tickets. And I was like, this is the one movie I'm okay that we are not in. Like, did you see the ending for them kids? I'm happy we were not in that movie. We black people. Charlie was supposed to be black, and originally they saw him and they were like, no. Even, and the Lupas are low-key like enslaved people. But they are enslaved funny. people and they're <laughs> supposed to be happy about it. But Charlie and Chocolate Patrick, I'm not even fraud is my movie, sis. Like, I know all of the songs. I know okay. the dances. That's Charlie, my movie. Okay. How do you feel about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Nah, Patrick? I'm good. I'm, I'm off of that. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that they made the distinction. Yes. There's a clear distinction between the two. <laughs> people need to understand that. Like, oh my goodness. But, um, Lastly, just really quickly, because I'm watching so many different things, so you can I see I'm clearly them. overwhelmed. Um, clearly, you got so many. I'm, I'm really trying to finish today woke because I mm. hate it. Like I like it, but I hate it. I like. I know I don't. How do I feel? Like I want other people to watch it, but I also have this weird resentment towards it. Understandable. Okay. I think from the in, the even the original idea, I was like, this is an interesting idea. Like, what does it mean to sort of witness an experience of like black trauma and like mm-hmm. i guess black radicalization but that like is predicated on this idea that he starts out as a coon like he starts out as someone who's like black but is very comfortable being the only black person, black in, person the room. in the room yeah. like, but where like, of those people always and i'm just kind of like mm. so you mean to tell me my baby winston my yeah. kid lamar morris is gonna be out here talking about some oh no i i don't write things to be radical I just write things to be light. And I was just kind of like, okay, Yikes. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Cause it's like, it's, it's going to be funny. It's going to have mm-hmm. some sort of like magical realism elements. Mm-hmm. All right. So it ha- like, and it has that one white boy that's like black people's best friend in things. Blake Anderson. I'm mad you know his name. The one with the long hair. Yes. Like he, he's in all the white people, all the black people things for some reason. Yes. Like he plays he's a the- white person's best. He's the white best friend. Yes, he's the white best friend who doesn't try to be black. But man, may not try to say the N-word. Absolutely. That's the best way to describe him. He tried it, and what's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, no, he tried it. I think the thing that bothered me <laughs> most was sort of like, you, they, his friends were like, oh shit, you're woke now. And his black friend was like, nah, nigga, I don't have time for you to just now get it. Like, <laughs> I already know. All right, so leave me alone. Yo, cackles. And then he really just decides through all this shit, he's going to try and backtrack it. He's going to, he's like, he's taking this, this experience and mm-hmm. just very much so like throwing shit to the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And I'm like, that feels important, like important work, but also like, let's be a little bit more intentional. Cause it's really only talking about like, what is the significance of black art? But it's like, okay, so you've experienced this particularly traumatic experience. You're trying to internalize it in a particular way. And then you run to a white woman. I know Shazir. I think I said her name right or wrong. I don't know. Zameda is in it. Yeah, yes. in it. Um, I rooted for her and her just... I rooted for her on SNL. And when she left, I just didn't want to do SNL anymore. But I know she was in it. I had no clue what the like, full premise of the show is. And I just assumed... I shouldn't maybe not assume that they oh, were just going to get too. together. I was I was expecting it. I was like, you set up, yeah. you you set something for me because the show literally starts with them meeting. So I'm like, okay. I assumed so that they would get her, together. 
Yes, you'll meet her before she gets it, and then you're gonna before you get it. You mm-hmm. come back after you get it, and then y'all will be together. Right, yeah. and have this beautiful black love. Right, he just comes back to her with his like head, like half thought out, like woke black thoughts. Mm-hmm. She's like his woke blackness, mad like Jedi, whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah, it's not it. This not it. I'm not finished yet. Someone was like, <laughs> finished it. So that's my plan for later today is to just sort of push through the rest of them and okay. see how mad I, I need to be. Okay, and then just have your your moment. Let me know if it's worth watching though, because it's on like my list, but like mm-hmm. not high think- on my list. I think it's worth it in that it is a well-produced piece of black art. Okay. And, like, I do always enjoy being able to watch something sort of new that mm-hmm. is, like, you know, well, that looks good, that's well-produced, mm-hmm. that's, like, yeah. It was nice to have, like, a new black show to watch. Okay. I can get behind that. I yes, can get behind that. I think that's everything I've been watching. Okay. That Other sounds than the awesome, Kaufman movie. Yes, but yes. So, other than watching television, how else have you been um, taking care of yourself? Ooh, okay. I have been reading now. I don't want to call it a guilty pleasure because I don't necessarily believe in those anymore. Either I like something and people just don't like it, or I like it and people do. I don't care anymore. It's not a guilty Mm -hmm. pleasure. I have been reading more. Now, I have been reading romance. No, I've been reading romance books, right? As just like a genre. Now, that's a genre that in my head, I'm not sure why it took me so long to start reading this, these types of books. Because I Mm -hmm. love the rom-com. And now I'm specifically reading like rom-com books that are, the the main character is a Black woman. Because let let me say this, I... Film and media has let me down with Black people, Black women falling in these beautiful love stories. Therefore, I now have to go into reading them. Now, I will say this. My favorite one that I've read is called Take a Hint, Danny Brown. Um, I think the author's name is Talia Herbert or something of that nature. Um, And it's a series. So I started with the second book. There are three of them. The last one's coming out sometime next year. But I started with the second one because I felt as though the character uh-huh. wasn't me. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, mm. she uh, is very smart, very secure in herself. And she helped me to realize that character through this book that while I am self-confident, I do have some insecurity issues that I need to work through. So mm. it's been one of those one of those moments. Also, the, the lead male in the a book is someone ideally I could fall for in real life. <laughs> um, because he's not, without giving too much away, granted, you can't really give much away in these books because they literally all have the same plot line. I've read three of them so far in the last maybe two and a half, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have another one coming today. But like, they literally all have this, they follow the same plot line. <laughs> literally. It's just like, uh, girl meets boy. Her, like uh, usually they're like friends or like they know each other or if they do oh. it's a very cute meetup but then they literally follow the same trajectory they kind of have feelings for one another but no other one doesn't know that they have feelings for the other one and then you're like okay cool they have sex and you're like okay cool that's the other thing too like i haven't read adult fiction right 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like Fifty Shades of Grey, but that was that was terrible, right? Oh gosh, that was hard. I could not make it to the third one. That's how bad it was. But sure? um, to read something that's well done, because like, no offense, I love, I still love me a young adult novel, but like, I'm a one hundred. I'd be like, girl, like, I'm twenty five years old. Where is the tea? Where is the flavor? Where is the culture? Like, where where are the things? Okay, um. But yeah, like they, they meet up, they have sex or whatever. Now neither of them trying to catch feelings, but the other one, they caught feelings, but they both actually caught feelings. All their friends are like, y'all caught feelings. Like stop being stupid, just date each other. And they're like, no, then there's some big climax where both of them are like, eh, no, I'm okay. And then they realize they love each other. And then there's usually, like the woman usually is the one who makes a grand gesture because she's the one who messed up in the first place. And, <laughs> and then they become together and it just works. Now there are some plot holes usually that I'm like, <laughs> but I just choose to ignore them because these are good for my mental health. Um, but they are pretty good at being more realistic because like I said, the book that I read, the one that was my favorite out of all of them, she reminded me of myself and she reminded me of someone or not she, but the person she was dating, well, not really, but sort of kind of, um, is someone I realistically could see myself with because like he wasn't the traditional like yeah he was hot and brown which was dope but like he wasn't the traditional like male lead hmm. um he had his own stuff he was working through like even there were some parts of his his life that I definitely identify with specifically his anxiety right and like what does that mean in the day-to-day relationships all in all great book you should totally read it um yeah, that's how I've been doing it. I haven't been doing YouTube lately. I have been doing yoga to just finish out your question. I've been doing yoga and have been posting them on Instagram so I can, one, show people that, like, all types of bodies do yoga, and then, two, kind of just be comfortable with my own body. Um, I don't know. I feel like an overload of media really specifically highlights one type of body and I feel like there are all these bodies in the world and we just need to celebrate it and like highlight it and like I have roles it is what it is I have huge boobs they are what they are unless I get enough money to get a breast reduction surgery because let me tell you this right now the way my back has been like hurting since I was in the fourth grade baby let me buy the You've had these girls since fourth grade? I've had huge boobs since about third grade. Fourth grade was when I was like, they were very noticeable and they're there. And then by eighth grade, I was like, by eighth grade, I had about almost the same size boobs I have now. And I felt so uncomfortable. Like I was so uncomfortable. Also because just like dealing with like, I feel like eighth grade, especially you start getting like all the tingly teen feelings. So, like, boys, of course, would say the dumbest things to me, and then, like, I don't know, I would be sexualized really, really early, and it made me feel uncomfortable, and it made me deal with, like, sexuality and, and I guess, sexual progression, if that makes any sense. Mm. It made me deal with it in a really weird and odd way, to the fact that, matter, like, the first, the first, like, dude that I actually sincerely liked and, like, had a crush on, and, like, we ended up, like, going back and forth and having this long drawn off thing through high school, it was just odd. Like, I don't know. And and then I feel like, I feel like also society had a way of making me feel kind of ashamed to have big boobs and to have like a womanly body at a young age. And that it was my fault that like, I was drawing extra attention to myself. But in fact, that wasn't the case. Right. Um, 
so yeah it was just an odd situation to have like this body almost at 14 15 and now at 25 I'm like it is what it is I like my body for the most part uh I need to sometimes like it a little bit more than I usually do but yeah it's odd it's an odd relationship we're growing and we're learning and I have to remind myself I'm only 25 uh-huh. and you know creator willing the universe every everything in in every higher power like hopefully I still get to experience this for another 60 70 years right so I got some some way to go but I am also proud of myself that's wonderful I'm proud of you too what else have you been doing besides uh tv to really like work out your mental health and things of that nature things that have been making you happy lately um I shaved my head yes and I love it it's really beautiful I'm a ball-headed bitch. I can't um, stand you. <laughs> yes. uh, so, I guess I, I don't know. I've been wanting to shave my head for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone could tell you. Uh, my whole thing used to be that, like, when I turned 30, I was going to shave my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And so, I, would, I was like, yeah, like, I just got to, you know, like, grow my hair out, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But I would say about six months or so ago, mm-hmm. my hair just reached a length where it started feeling overwhelming. I was just like, I, I became painfully aware of the fact that like I had so much hair on my head right. and I've always had a lot of hair, but it was like, oh, I have a fuck ton of hair. And I, I kind of hair was really, really thick and long before it was really thick and long. It was so thick and long. And so like. I've sort of just been, like, wanting to, at the beginning of quarantine, I was ready. Especially because, like, you know that, like, TikTok sound that's, like, um, shave your head, do it, do it, do it. Do it, it do it, yeah. If you, if you don't, like, then you can't tell your child that you were cool. You'll just be a lame-ass parent. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> when that sound came out and, like, I was just watching other people shave their head, I was like, oh. And that, that gave you the, ooh, Right? But, like, my roommate was like, don't do it. And I was like, right, I'm growing it out. Like, I'm, I'm here with it. So that's why I dyed my hair. Yeah. But then, like, what was it? Last Sunday, mm-hmm. I, or Saturday, I had, like, been out and about, and I was very aware of how, like, my hair was just, like, touching a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, coronavirus, all this <laughs> different stuff. I was just like, mm. So then I was like, fuck it, I got to wash my hair. So I go to wash my hair. And it's maybe like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, my hair is not going to dry anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, fuck it. I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to wait for it to dry. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. So I like took a minute. I prayed on it a little bit. Then I grabbed mm-hmm. my scissors and I cut them all off. Um, so yeah. So And like, it was really, it was kind of wild, especially because like I cut all my hair off right before a holiday. So it wasn't like I could go get a haircut the next day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my original plan was like, I'm going to just go to Target, buy myself some clippers, try to do this shit myself. <laughs> but I called my mom the next day. My mom was like, absolutely not. You have to go to a barber. Right. At first, she's like, are you okay? Because, you know, like, getting a haircut is a sign of, like, mental distress. Right. And I was like, this is, and I think she called it, like, impulsive. And I was like, this wasn't impulsive for me. Because I'm not an impulsive person in, like, a traditional sense. Like, I will think about something and plan something for, for months and not know when I'm going to do it. But then, like, the impulse is, like, all right, fuck it, this is the time to do it. 
That's you usually how I like tattoos. You and I are the same way in that matter. I usually think on the things I'm going to do. I just don't know when it's going to happen. So that itself is impulsive, but I've mm-hmm. thought this through. Absolutely. The same way I feel in my soul. I need a hoop now in my nose. I no longer want the stud. I want the hoop and I need a tattoo. One, I need two tattoos. One of my cat's name and a little paw print on my inside of my finger. And then I need a leaf on my body. Those are the two things that need to happen. Now, when will they happen? I don't know. I may come home next week and be like, so will this happen? <laughs> I love it. So it went from, so it's not a plan, it's a leaf? Or is the plant so- part of the leaf? You knew I wanted the plant, right? But listen, mm-hmm. listen, I felt like the, the plant is just too much for me to fathom right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would love either a pothos running on the inside of my arm. Mm. Um, I wanted an aloe, but that, that just seemed like too much, to be completely honest with you. Um, or just like a regular leaf. That's like the shape of, I'm looking at my mom's plants, that's the shape of a pothos. So I think I'm just get like a pothos vine going like right in my inner arm and call that one a day. Um, for me, it symbolizes growth. It symbolizes just, just growth and transformation and the fact of the matter that it can grow and like pothos are insanely easy to grow, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, they, they're easy to propagate. So you literally cut it b- before the little nodes and you plant mm-hmm. some water and you plant them, and then they just grow. And for me, that's symbolic of just what I need to do. No matter the environment, I need to be able to grow and thrive. And then obviously, Mm -hmm. my cat's name in the paw print is in memory and honor of her, of my little boo-boo. So yeah. We love it. Um, What was I going to say? Anything else you've been doing? Uh, Well, no, that's really just it. I was like apprehensive about going to the barber shop because I was like, "What is this experience going to be like?" You know, like as a woman. Plus, it's my very first haircut. Like I've never gotten mm-hmm. like a actual haircut before. Right. Um. So I was shopping around. First of all, haircuts are fucking expensive. Didn't yeah. know that. Um. But yeah, it ended up being like a really wonderful experience. Like the barber was really nice. Oh, that's beautiful. I enjoyed it. It was just like really fun. I'm probably not gonna go back because I don't like spending money on things that I can do myself. But that's real for my first that's haircut real. i'm a fan i love it i have to say it feels uniquely you like it and it's really beautiful too so like oh, i don't know i felt like like i said to you before we started recording like i just love the woman that you're becoming like she's mad dope she's thank you thank you yes and then i got a new pair of earrings that have clear quartz so now I have big earrings That's to go my master my crystal. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yes, oh, um, nice. which we'll call it. When I wear my dashiki, I feel like I'm Arnell. Um, what's her name? Andel from The Den. <laughs> That's what I'm giving you. You're giving, that is the vibe you're giving. Also, speaking of the name Arnell, I have a list of potential cat names or potential new baby names. If I ever decide to, you know, populate the world i'm not 100 percent sold on populating the world yet but mm-hmm. arnell is actually one of the names on my list nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens though yes so you wanna um let's segue. yes let's segue all right so before we start with this next section um we wanted to kind of give a trigger warning um 
So yeah, because this episode we'll be talking about mental health and personal experiences with different aspects of mental health, right? Sometimes some at our like extreme highs and some at our lows. Um, we also wanted to let y'all know, like, we're not licensed specialists, like, at all, right? So, for real, for real, take our advice or our stories with a grain of salt. Enjoy them, you know, reflect on your own experiences, but don't take them as medical advice. Um, also, I think it's really important for us to say, you know, please don't be nervous or afraid to seek out help if you need it in whatever way that looks like for you. Um... And yeah, just like, thank you in advance for listening. We love y'all. Thank you for the added support that you guys have been showing this podcast. Um, and I feel like that's it. Do you have anything you want to say? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it is National Suicide Month. Oh, I think um, it is. I think it is. Yes. And I think, I think it's one of those things where it's a lot easier said than done in terms of like, if you need help get it or like checking on your friends and like like what does that mean and how do we do it and so I think it's uh the one thing I think about when it comes to mental health is compassion for self and others absolutely because really like the hope and the expectation is that everyone is doing the best that they can Mm -hmm. and coming from a place of love and compassion and that's all that's all you can really ask for absolutely it's it's really beautiful that you said that because specifically when you said like reaching out to your friends and stuff I know for me I now preface before I'm about to go into a rant or before I'm about to go into an episode because sometimes people aren't just in the right space to receive it right because one thing I'm trying to do less of is I need to stop centering myself in the conversation in the sense of like if I'm going through this thing, that doesn't mean someone needs to hear or wants to hear or in the space to hear it. So I preface it with, like, can I dump on you for a second? Can mm-hmm. I, for the most part, like, share what is going on in this space before I go ahead and just do it to do it? Um, so, yeah, I think that's really dope that you said that. It's real. Um, so our, for our question of the day, so how are you feeling? One. Let's start off with just how are you feeling? Like on a scale from one to 10, 10 being absolutely amazing, one being this is garbage. Like I'm ready to 86 this piece. Um, how are you doing? I'm anywhere from a four to a six. Okay, that's real. Yeah. That's real. Which would just be five, but. <laughs> I was going to say that's, that's five, but it's cool. It's cool. Four to six, it ranges. Yeah, um, it's, it's sort of a moving target right now, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Um, I feel like for myself, I really, really want to be at a seven, right? But I know that's a lie and I don't, I, one of my mantras is that I am truthful to myself and to others. Mm-hmm. I only speak what I know to be true and I know that is not true. Uh, that mm-hmm. being said, I am at like a four and a half, maybe a five. I had also, just to preface in like full transparency, I had therapy this morning and usually Mm -hmm. I am in very odd spaces after I have a therapy appointment Um, Mm -hmm. because it's just, it's a little rough. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to bump my 4.5 into a 5. what was a critical moment regarding your mental health? Feel free to explain any of the, any of the critical. 
Um, I think something that happened, I guess, most recently, and something that I've been thinking about a lot now in this, like, sort of season of my life, mm-hmm. is, like, I reached a point where I was kind of, like, this is make it or break it. Like, I felt like I was at the end of something. It's, like, I... I don't know. Uh, it's like I either have to make the choice to live or I feel like I'm going to die. Okay. Um, yeah. And it, I, there was no like explicit like reason and it wasn't like I was going to do anything. It was just more like a feeling of I'm at a critical point in my life and I have to make a choice. And that choice felt very hard because it was like, it kind of felt like I didn't have the energy or the ability to keep myself alive. Okay. Um, I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. And so I had to really make that choice. And so I think this new season of my life has really been about, like, I have choices I have to make. And, like, I have to think about, like, what are those choices? And I think there's always sort of that voice in the back of my head that's, like, it's easier to not make a choice. Mm-hmm. which is inherently a choice in of itself, if that makes sense. It is. So it was sort of that feeling of, like, there's going to come a point where I get tired of making choices and I'm going to give up. And so I'm really trying to fight that thought and sort of really be very intentional about, like, all right, on the days when I don't got it, all right, I just got to I gotta show for myself the best I can. Mm-hmm. And on the days where I do, then we just, we just keep making, it's, again, keep making those choices. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's. I guess, a critical moment that I have been engaging with recently. What about okay. you? Um, so I think I'll, I was going to share a different moment, but I feel like you really inspired something. So a moment is actually currently what I'm kind of going through. I feel like on the surface, it should seem like I should be very happy and grateful, right? Mm-hmm. Being completely transparent and honest. Like I have a job that I, mostly like right there of course I ask that's my job I don't like but I'm able to work um we're going through a pandemic I have my health and I have my family right and like they've been like a major support system and like I don't have added extra stressors usually I'm in school full-time and working right and those Uh things kind of conflict but right now I've been able to just work and like do whatever truly calls to me right So on the surface, it feels that way. But on the inside, I feel lost. I feel like I don't have a sense of control, right? Uh And I don't know necessarily what's next. Without giving too much away, because I wanted to work in silence types, I'm like in the process of something right now. And it feels like I keep being told no, or like Uh it's not a good fit or whatever the case may be. And it's been, it's been hard. Like I'm not even going to fraud. Like, I'm not used to one being told no, if I'm being completely honest with you. You know, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty determined. So, like, once I set my mind to something, it gets done. And I have no doubt that this will also take place and get done and and Uh great. But, like, right now, going through it is what's kind of difficult. On top of that, you know, me and my therapist kind of talked about this idea of, like, having a core set of friends. And while I'm so thankful and grateful for the people that are in my life, because you guys are, like, 120% great, like, Uh no more than two years ago, I had a core set of 
friends, right? Where we would do things together. So it would be, I mean, probably not now in the time of Corona, but like, we'd be like, all right, you know what? Let's pop on a, on a plane. We out here. Let's go do this. We're out here. The group chat was like popping. And I think one thing that I have been doing, just like as that friendship kind of dissolved and like went on this, we all went on our separate paths and ways. Um, there's this TikTok where it's like we kind of view relationships bad. Like we always, once something ends, we sometimes drag it out longer than it actually needs to be, right? Or mm-hmm. once a friend, once something ends, once a relationship ends, we just tend to focus on the bad. What I'm doing right now is kind of focusing on the good that was in there, right? And I mm-hmm. think and focusing on the good makes me miss that a little bit, right? Mm. And what that relationship is. And most of the friends that I have now like there's no real connection between them besides myself right Mm -hmm. like we're friends for very different reasons um but yeah like I feel like that has been me and my therapist kind of talked about the idea of like one thing during this pandemic that has not been super great for me is the fact of the matter like that connection and that being with other people and seeing Mm -hmm. people right like even though I'm introverted I still like seeing humans right I still like talking to my core set of people. Um, My anxiety is preventing me from going outside for real, but, like, that's a thing. And she was just saying, like, you need that. So you need to find ways where, like, your anxiety won't take you somewhere you don't need to be, but also uh, experience that socialization, experiencing your friends and all of these different things and developing a core group of friends again. And I'm like, yeah, that's easier said than done one. Like, being completely honest people have to mesh organically and sometimes that just doesn't happen and it's easier for me to build friendships on a single person to person level like you and I like easily became friends right I think of like my other relationships like we usually became friends um but yeah I feel like that is a this this moment I'm going through right now is critical for my mental health and either I'll come out of this side of things being like learning to be, okay, here we go. Learning to be interdependent. That's mm-hmm. something that I struggle with the most because I'm fiercely independent. And sometimes that costs me my mental health. Right. Yeah. And leaning on folks for support and being vulnerable. I think this is what the lesson is right now. And this is what I'm supposed to be learning. Um, and I really pray that on the end of this, I'm there. Yeah. Um, I guess something I'll say, and something I've been thinking about because I was talking to people, but when you were talking, it's about this idea of community. That's what because it is, think, yes. Because I think that's what, at least that's what I heard when you're talking about, like, as a close group of friends, like, a community of people who know each other, interact Absolutely. with each other, what have you, and sort of, like, what does community look like in this current time? Like, how does one create community? That and, like perfect. You know, feel con- like you said connected to that especially because we sort of had those limitations of uh, social media the internet what have you mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely um, that's perfect yeah i was talking to someone the other day on she was on instagram live talking about that and sort of talking about even like this idea of how therapy is very in unless you're talking about group therapy but like therapy in of itself is very individualistic so it's like me and you sitting in a room and we're going to talk about just like my singular problems 
-hmm. And while it might sort of be about a more community oriented situations, it's sort of like the, the individual responsibility to sort of navigate this thing we're calling healing for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know, this could be a segue or something, but it's just an interesting thought of like that idea of like, what does like, what is the purpose of community? How do we sort of utilize it and leverage it and create and cultivate it in these times? Because I think that's also something that like, I don't know, can be really exciting is sort of that idea of like, all right, you sort of have to start over and that's, I'm sure it's hard and like, mm -hmm be incredibly frustrating but it's also like you then have that can take all sort of the knowledge and the work that you've done for yourself and really sort of translate that, that into all right so what is it that I want in my life now that's absolutely absolutely beautiful um and it literally coincides with what we were saying like you take those those you take the lessons out of those the the previous friendships and you kind of sit and be intentional about what you want for these next friendships i think i was also falling a little bit into destination happy a little bit being uh -huh. like once i get this thing done i'll be fine like i'll be better and i'll have the group of friends and i'll have the set and a third and i feel like low-key that the universe is like sweetie until you learn this lesson we're going to keep repeating the same thing <laughs> um but i think you just said a word low-key like that was that was a word being intentional and seeking out those relationships and friends my therapist basically told me to like not necessarily be intentional with friendships but to make myself more available and open for friendships she was just saying like she said you know romance is cute and everything and all those different things but we need to be doing that in a friendship realm as well and it's so much easier for me to make friends than to try to form a emotional romantic bond with someone that's something i've always know like being completely honest and, and being transparent had trouble with those romantic bonds are very difficult but friend bonds you see how you and i became friends so like <laughs> And they're not a particularly difficult thing. She said she told me as an exercise to go. Apparently, Bumble has Bumble friends. Yes, Bumble does have Bumble friends. She said, go do that. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? So I'm probably going to craft an account. And like, I'm going to screenshot it and send it to you. So you can tell me if I'm being my truly authentic self. Because I feel like for me, and this is something that I talk about in therapy a lot, I um i have multiple aspects to my personality but i don't show all of them uh i usually show the put together smart emma but i'm not mm -hmm. as keen to show out the other emmas such as the real goofy and silly emma right the funny mm -hmm. emma i feel like she makes an appearance through like sarcasm but like she doesn't fully come and shine through i i like to stay in nerd emma because that's what i feel comfortable in and I like to stay and put together, Emma, because that's what I feel most comfortable in. But then the caveat to all of that is when I stay in those places, when those areas of my life aren't working out, I then feel out of control and have a panic attack at 3 a.m. in the morning and choke on my, like, literally start choking and then stay up from 3 until, like, 12 the next day. And then send you random voicemails, voice memos. So there's that. I got you. I think, um, what was I going to say? 
I think it's it's sort of that weird thing of like how do we be the most sort of us version of ourselves mm-hmm. but something I had to learn was sort of like you can't one you can't control other people's perceptions of you absolutely but also like I think whoever you are in that moment is who you are mm-hmm. you know and I think so, I've definitely got caught up in the anxiety of like well I'm this person in this moment especially when it came to therapy it would be like I would be in a particular headspace like the most I don't know quote-unquote broken mm-hmm. hurt version of myself and it would be that frustration of like well then how co- how do I communicate this version of myself to my therapist mm. and like that stressful of being like I don't need you when I go to see you I need you in these moments but I Absolutely. think it's sort of like who we are is sort of who we need at that time mm-hmm. and sort of not trying to I don't know force ourselves also this is what I was gonna say is I think I think who's in our lives is a reflection of who we are in a moment. And so oh. I think, like, whoever you show up on, as in your bubble account is sort of, like, then going to reflect back the people who are supposed to be in your life right now via Bumble. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That yes. makes sense. Because I think, yeah, like, I think we, yeah, we evolve and sometimes we need different things. And I think even some of the relationships we have, Mm-hmm. shift and change as we shift and change absolutely so it's it's like you never know you know you might already have that community it just needs something else to make it look different you know what? And like, that, no that's a word because like I feel like the other part of that is the growing and the changing um like I feel like a lot of some of the relationships that I had that were particularly close to me like folks moved away and there's nothing wrong with moving away obviously like if you gotta do what you gotta do I'm not trying to be in Philly no more than the next year year and a half so I understand it um but I feel like I don't know that also changes a relationship but you said something earlier that I think is the perfect segue um to this question so what is your relationship with like therapy traditional uh talk therapy therapy. yeah um so when i was thinking about like this idea of like critical moments in mental health Mm -hmm. i was thinking about like when i started therapy and so like my my sort of entry into therapy was not the most normal because i feel like nothing in my life happens very normally Mm -hmm. um but I, my sophomore year was probably one of the, like, hardest years, uh, because of sort of, like, personal traumas, vicarious traumas, X, Y, Z. Um, and so I had tried to go to, you know, our university's CAPS, and it was sort of, like, I did the intake, and I was having, like, psychosomatic symptoms, and I remember this white man's doing my intake, and he was like, maybe you need more potassium, have you tried eating bananas? No. Like, sir, the fuck. My no, ex- the embodiment of my anxiety is not going to be cured by bananas, but okay. And so then it was like he was like, Well, if you want to see a black woman, come back in like six weeks. And I was like, Okay, but I kind of don't have those six weeks, but sure, whatever. And I'm going to something currently. hmm Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then funnily enough, on my 19th birthday I was in a I was in a, um, a performance protest group we were students organized for unity and liberation okay. and we held a protest and so part of our platform was the idea that like 
uh, counseling and psychological services needed more um, therapists mm-hmm. that were that were people of color to serve students of color. And then, like, I think it was my first time, like, really speaking to a crowd. I was so nervous. And I started talking about my experience. Mm-hmm. And, like, various people are listening. And then all of a sudden I finish and uh, the vice provost of university life, like, grabs my hand, drags me to the, like, vice provost of CAPS, director yeah. of CAPS, whomever, this, this Asian man, and was, like, basically, like, here's his card. We're going to make sure that, th- that this doesn't happen again, da 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 how could this happen? I'm so sorry. And like, the thing is, is my experience wasn't unique to me. It was just the fact that like, I had spoken out. Mm-hmm. And so literally then by the end of that day, it was Thursday, by the end of the day, I got an email that was like, all right, you have a therapy appointment for tomorrow. Wow. And that was because you like um, decided to speak yeah. on it. Right. Yeah. And like you so, said, that it's mm-hmm. not unique to just you. A lot of people on campus feel like this, mm-hmm. right? And have, mm-hmm. so go ahead. So yeah, so that was sort of like how I even got into therapy, which was a very strange experience. But um, I then spent three years, three years with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. And then I, I was like, a bunch of other shit happened. How do I want to say this? I guess I think for the, for the very long time, I was very much of the mindset of like, I don't want to become dependent on this relationship. Absolutely. Sort of like how you were talking about like independence. Like I was very much about like I, I want to make sure there are boundaries because I was like this is going to be a very emotionally intimate relationship and mm-hmm. like this was at a time where I was very much so struggling with like how do I navigate emotional intimacy and boundaries, particularly in sort of like friendships. Mm. And so it was like that whole thing of like I don't need her, so like I have to make sure I'm good so I don't need her. And I think. And this is something I talk to my friends about. Like, I think I'm one of those people who, like, whatever's going on in my head, I'm probably only sharing, like, 10% of it. Okay. Uh, and so, or, like, I'm not sharing it in therapy. And so mm-hmm. it was sort of, like, I would be doing all of this thinking and processing and journaling throughout the week. And then I come to therapy and I'm kind of, like, here are all the things I've thought about. Or it'll be, like, all right, let's talk about something else. And so then by the end, I realized I was very frustrated because I felt like the work that I was doing wasn't happening in therapy. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like I was just creating this like very emotionally intimate relationship with this person that sort of revolved around having particular conversations that were sort of easier to have than sort of like digging deeper. So we like, at first it was really about like sort of just getting me to a place where I could sort of manage my depression anxiety but it was like once we once we hit like once we got through that it was sort of like we were just sort of staying at this one level and not getting much deeper Mm -hmm. and because I was because I wanted to avoid conflict I was it felt easier to just sort of like walk away than try and dig deeper Mm -hmm. um so I did and then like when I walked it was like oh no I'm not good I can't do this by myself so then I tried again, and I had similar issues, but because mm-hmm. I hadn't had the same sort of relate, like rapport and relationship with that new person, I was like, all right, once the pandemic hit, I was like, all right, I am truly done. <laughs> and then I just realized that I think I just find dissatisfaction in talk therapy, not to say it doesn't work, because there's definitely a time where I was promoting it to everyone, but I think for me, like, talk therapy is a lot about processing a lot of things that, like, 
one may or may not think about. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like anything I'm talking about in therapy, I've thought about extensively. And mm-hmm. so it sort of felt like a redundant space. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at. I tried to get into more psychiatric help, mm-hmm. but either they're not accepting new patients or they're wild fucking expensive. Wildly expensive, bro. So but. here I am. Yeah. I'm raw dogging life. <laughs> Speaking of really quickly, um, my one friend who listens mm-hmm. to this podcast, shout out to Mona. She's adorable. And also, I just love her. She's fantastic. And she's also getting married next week. So that's all. Oh, congrats, Mona. Really quickly, speaking of marriage. So she's getting married next week. Um, my one friend just got engaged literally today. And then, um, remember Laura? Yeah, she got married. Oh, she got married. <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. I was, like, her. I was like, girl, you better go ahead. But I remember they were already engaged. I just didn't know they were spending to get married, like, mm-hmm. now. Um, but, yeah. Um, what was I going with that? It was something about... Marriage? No. It, Mona. It, was, it was something about Mona, but now I don't remember what it was. Damn. Um, it was like therapy. Mm-hmm. Psychiatry friendship it was something really nice about mona but my brain literally i ran with mona's getting married and more of my friends are getting married marriage so now i don't know but mona whatever it was i really love you and you make me happy but i don't remember what it was um but i guess going back to therapy therapy is really expensive just as a side note uh and i guess to sum up my relationship with therapy so uh, as i've mentioned several times in the past like hour or however long we've been recording uh i see a therapist i've been seeing her for a year and like seven months or something um that's my home girl i will say that one thing i liked about her specifically is that she's solution oriented like myself so like yes i like to talk about my problems right but i need like concrete solutions to them right uh-huh. even if we don't necessarily figure out a game plan every single session we do figure it out every maybe other session oh. um and i will say now she and i are hitting on some today's session was a little bit different because i had to tell her my cat died which was a whole uh-huh. thing but for the most part like the last maybe three or four sessions we've been hitting on some actually really difficult things for that just are a very in the thing um and like personal traumas and things um and she has been very solution oriented and I really love her and yeah so it's been my experience with therapy has been good but I also always keep in mind like I am in a position of privilege where I do I pay for therapy out of pocket and don't get me wrong that's not cheap at all and but I had the ability to do so, right? Um, and that's a privilege within itself. And then I feel like, I mean, that's my relationship with therapy, my relationship with, like, other things. Like, I try to kind of have the therapy as its own situation, but have other things that help me as well. So I do, uh. do yoga. That's pretty, that's been pretty good for my mental health. I need to get back into, like, working out kind of consistently. 
Um, working out was one of those things where, like, I, for at least 45 minutes, two, three times a week, like, my focus was here. Um, and it was nice to get a reprieve instead of just sleeping. Because, like, I don't know if I told you this before, but my true solution to most of my problems is I'm going to take a nap. Um, because then I get like a good hour and some change away from the situation, right? Or a full eight hours away from the situation. And then I can come back clear and ready to go. Um, yeah, so I just try to build up all these other anchors around me to make sure like I'm not just being reliant on just therapy because literally anything can happen, right? And to where I'm not seeing that particular therapist again um and to have to rebuild i think that's the one thing you hit on was just like becoming reliant on her uh-huh. um because like you know thankfully she's alive and she's healthy and you know we're able to do all the video chats and things of that nature but you know if she ever got sick if she died if she decided to stop being a therapist and was like you know this is too much for me right that's a relationship that i've spent the last you know 19 months cultivating right and uh-huh. to have to begin that from the beginning again to kind of work out those same situations with another person like that that's that's intense and kind of difficult um yeah. so yeah i'm also just trying to be cognizant of that as well and just know what my triggers are know when i am one thing i'm pretty good at is being self-aware i can usually pinpoint why i'm feeling a specific way but i have to figure out if I want to fix it or not, if I want to be um, proactive and, you know, choosing to get myself out of that. For example, on Saturday, last Saturday, not this Saturday, last Saturday, it was just tough for me to even get, like, I literally had to put in so much effort and energy to get off of my couch. Like, I stayed on my couch staring at a ball for four and a half hours. Like, it was to the fact that my mom checked on me about 15 times saying, like, are you okay? Like, sure, you're good, you know? Um, Uh And I I made the conscious decision to not try to fix it and literally just be in the moment. Like, literally just. And then eventually I fell asleep. Because, once again, (laughs) my favorite thing to do in these type of situations is sleep. Because it's like, the problem's still going to be there, but I can nap. I can sleep. I can do whatever. Um, That's favorite. But yeah, that's something also I've been thinking a lot about is like allowing myself to just sort of sit in whatever I'm experiencing and feeling because Absolutely. I think I think for me before I it got to a point where it's like I don't want to feel mm-hmm. this, so it's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna self medicate my way out of the feeling, and so it got to the point where it's like it became very hard for me to sort of like. Mm-hmm. experience and sit in my feelings like more often than not I'll just sort of like I'm like I feel like I'm feeling something and I don't know what the feeling is and as soon as I'm trying to figure out what that is I start to internalize it and then it goes away and so it's very hard mm-hmm. for me to practice something if I don't allow myself to sort of sit in it absolutely and I think sort of yeah I think there, that's very real to sort of just allow yourself to be like you know what I'm not okay right now and I'm gonna just sit in it exactly yes but I will say that I do absolutely miss the gym I feel like going to the gym used to be such like a a significant source of just like Mm -hmm. energy and just wellness and not having that is actually really making me very sad. Right. I I 100%. I've been trying to replace it with like walks and you know, I love, I live in nature. I love me in nature. I'm a nature girl. Um, 
But to be completely honest with you, the one thing I don't like about nature is these lantern flies, and they got one more time to touch me. I'm one of those people, and I know you're supposed to kill them, right? But I'm gonna be honest. Okay. I don't believe in killing them. That's not that's not what my purpose is here on this <laughs> earth is, okay? Not to kill the lantern flies. They're minding their business, I'm minding mine. But when they fly on my shoulder, it's a wrap. Like I, I start to cry. So we gotta figure it, we gotta figure it out. Um, so walking has been nice, but it has been doing what it needs to, to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could try shrimp training in my house, but to be honest, it's chaotic and crazy in my house right now. Uh, between mm-hmm. the renovation we got going on, my mom works from home. She owns a daycare from our house. So there are children here always. Um, well, not always. Um, and I actually genuinely like most of the, no, let me not say it like that. I genuinely like the children. Um, <laughs> you can say most. Um, but yeah, and then like after work, I'm just tired. So I know I need to like organize my life a little bit better than what it is and be more conscientious of involving exercise back in. And yoga is technically exercise, but I don't do it for that reason. I do it because Mm -hmm. one, I like to push my body to see how I can get it to move. And then two, I like to just breathing is what i'm there for you know what i mean yes i feel and someone with anxiety like that is something that i need to do more is just take a breath and breathe uh-huh. i miss just like sitting on a bike and watching daytime television yes like 1 p.m ncis or law and order was on and i'm just biking away on the little stationary bike you know it's do you know 30 minutes of cardio and then abs keep yep. it real simple keep it real keep it real cute listen i don't even remember last time i did a crunch bro <laughs> i did a plank today first of all i've been slacking on yoga just kind of period i feel like the last time i did it was sometime last week but before then i haven't done it in a hot second so I did a plank today, and, like, I'm, I'm, my stomach still doesn't under – my abs don't understand what's going on. <laughs> They're like, mama. And I was I used to be able to hold it for a while. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. This ain't it, chief. Like, even too. It's not, it's not the same. Right. But, yeah. Oh, um, man. Do we have any last questions? We had a question. We don't necessarily have to have – we don't have to talk about it, but we can. It was just how was Black uh, mental health portrayed in media? Um, but you know, um, I feel like I kind of want to save that for another day. But the one thing I will say is this trope of black women therapists feels very much so like a revised mammy. It's a mental health mammy. There to take care of everyone else's problems, but like their own mental health is garbage. Yikes. I remember asking my therapist, like, when I was doing, not like, right before intake, we had a meeting set up, and I wanted to just see, like, what was she about, what was going on, X, Y, and Z, and I, one of the questions I asked her, I was like, do you have a therapist? Mm-hmm. She was like, that's a really good question. I was like, no, 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 like, do you actually have a therapist? Because that's important to me to make sure you have someone you're talking to about your problems, because mm-hmm. I can't just, you know, dump all my crap and have other people dump all their crap on you, and you're just like, girl I'm fine (laughs) um but yeah I think that is a good question for another time 
I want to wrap up on something fun, though, because originally we kind of already answered our ending question, but I want to I want to have a new ending question that's fun because this episode has been very heavy. Feel that. Um, huh. Trying to think. This has nothing to do with mental health. Go for it. But who are two actors that you want to see in a movie together? And then describe said movie. Oh, jeez. You want me to... Wow. Make my own movie. Make your own movie. Okay. You know what? (laughs) No, I I shouldn't do it. (laughs) You're going to put Kerry Washington with someone. No, I'm not. I'm going to make it even worse than that. What? Someone tweeted, like, what would a scheduled movie be like? Oh, let's go on this. And someone was like, knowing Shonda, the first scene would be Jake walking out of prison. And and niggas hated that. They're like, of course it would be. It would be terrible. And I'm like, but that actually sounds very interesting. But then I realized that in my mind, a scandal movie feels very different than the show scandal. Yikes. A scandal movie would be the most interesting. What would it even be about? Like, okay. All right, all right, all right. The Republic is finally safe, right? Here we are. We're finally, we're we're in, this is clearly like a utopia setting. Like we are in a better space. But now there is a group ready to dismantle all of that and get us back to the foolishness we were already at, right? Now we have Papa Pope, who's mad old now. Like when I mean mad old, mad old but still got the mind of however old he was when he was in Scandal originally. He's here to fix all that. He needs to tap in the former head, the former commands. So he's tapping in Jake. He's tapping in Olivia, right? And Olivia has to leave her life with Fitz. Fitz is like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not about to go do whatever you think you're about to go do. And he comes tattling along. And here comes Cyrus, mastermind, coming to put the things together. Plot twist, Cyrus is on the team trying to dismantle everything. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so it's just scandal. <laughs> it's literally scandal, but a movie. Someone was like, someone was like Olivia is becomes president. And I'm really trying oh, to Oh, no. Like, you don't think she'd ever want to be president? I think she's a behind-the-scenes type of gal. Like, she likes the real power that comes from not being in the public eye. That's true. I don't know. If she became president, though, I would capital. Can, uh, I was gonna say something madly problematic, but it's I'm not gonna say it. Say it. Say it. Do you think that's who Kamala tries to? I think she is. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala, what she do? <laughs> Kamala's like, let me throw on my white hat. Like, <laughs> honestly, I'm surprised Kamala hasn't leveraged that. Like, I feel like she could so easily get Olivia Pope and to do a little Zoom call with her. So easily. Those are the two people to We the need to, you know what? We need to go hook up with the Biden camp and tell them that they need to make this a thing. Bruh, that's the movie. Carrie and she- Kamala. <laughs> oh, God. Carrie and Kamala. Like, I, I yeah, absolutely. Hello, fucking. Howard shirt at the Brandy Monica thing. I saw that. I was like, so she's showing up to every black event until until oh November. Goodness. I'm surprised she didn't show up to that Zoom where it happens. I'm glad she didn't. I'm glad. 
nope, just Jesse not. Williams wearing three different outfits. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I will say something about Kamala, but I forgot where I was going with it. It was something oh. nice this time. But I don't remember what it was. I will say I watched a video of her like giving somebody a recipe. I did see that. Yeah, I was like, you know what, Mama cooks. Listen, maybe she's not just a cop. She's definitely not just a cop. I think she's a multifaceted human. I think we can't because she is a politician and will be most likely. Well, I won't say most likely. She may be helping to run this country and then, you know, actually running the country. Uh, we need to keep those things in mind about her politics and where she lies. But, like, as a person, her stepkids love her, right? She's a mamala, okay? They love mama-la. her, which I love. I love to call her mamala. She uh, listens to Too Short, right? Blow the Whistle comes on. Mama loves that, right? <laughs> um, she did go to an HBCU, so, you know, the Howard mm-hmm. runs through her blood. She's a bison all day. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I know about Kamala Harris that, you know, makes her well-rounded human. She married Doug, and Doug loves her. Doug loves her. You ever see that video of him trying to step? (laughs) God, no. Girl, I've never even seen Doug. I didn't know his name was Doug until you just said it. I hate you. Girl, I don't know shit about Kamala. Yo. don't like her. Oh, and her kids. Not her kids, her uh, niece and nephew. Her niece? They don't like niece. her niece? No, they do like her. I do know she got a niece and a sister. Why is Chris Evans trending on Twitter? I don't I don't think I want to know. White man. Anyways. It's a white man trending on Twitter. Something about his Instagram. Um... Look at his Instagram do, and then I think that can be that can be the ending. We gotta stop ending on white men. Uh, I was talking to my friends the other day. We we were talking about like who are the white people we actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think this week my answer is gonna be Jane Fonda because I love that bitch. Jane Fonda is great. great Jane Fonda is great. Who is a white person I enjoy right now? I'm genuinely trying to think. Wait. <laughs> oh. No, yeah, I got you. Like, I feel like it's easier after the fact. You're like, oh, I don't mind that white person. Maybe Sarah Paulson. I saw her in a promo for something, and I was like, what? her and Ellen Page are some of the only white women who deserve rights. But let me not say that because okay. that, you know, was mildly problematic. Girl, no, it was not. Um, a few of them. There's just a few of them. None. I know. Y'all be quiet. Um, she got that new show coming out. Yeah, I think I saw the little like the promo or like the the poster for it, and I was like, Sarah Paulson. That's a one. That's one cool white lady. Because uh-huh. I do love me a good uh, American Horror Story. Uh-huh. Even though, did you finish? Have you? Are you caught up on African American Horror Story? Love her County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana Blake Jones. First of all, that episode, I was like, baby. It was- they was losing me. I was like, baby. All right. Also, I think this is a perfect situation. I was disappointed in the episode. It was not, it, it was not, a good, it wasn't a good episode. Like, the, end, the, the ending. Was 
I was just like, why would y'all do this? Like, it was, it was homophobic, transphobic. It was homophobic, it transphobic. Uh, it was like the indigenous it hurt my folks. little Caribbean heart. Like, how you just go? I'm like, what go, are y'all doing? For what? What was the point? Like, my thing is this: whenever you're including characters, no matter what their point of marginalization is, you be intentional about it. What was the intention behind this? What was the true point? What was the purpose? There was none. <laughs> especially if you, especially if she wasn't gonna survive, she wasn't why gonna so leave them. You could have. I would have left her. You could have been so easy. It's like I want to stay with my people. I'm not. And that's what we would have done. And that's what we would have done. Also, I'm not sure how I feel about the trope of when Atticus, who, side note, Jonathan Majors is fine. That's a fine black man. I think he dates primarily white women, so that's problematic, but I don't 100% know that to be true. But I do know his daughter is half white. So he at least messes with, yeah, he at least messes with, mess with one white woman. Mm -hmm. Hope he loves black women too, but that's here nor there. Um when Atticus was like, I'm sorry with what happened to your people, but don't let it happen to mine. I'm just trying to <laughs> save mine. And I'm like, I'm tired of the trope. Like, I'm, bruh, I'm tired. Bullshit. I'm tired. That's not the take we're on, folks. Like, that's not it. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, so it was problematic. Um, and I'm like, do I should I still continue watching the show if I'm being 100% truthful and authentic and transparent I am going to finish the show um, but I feel like it's getting worse with every episode exactly exactly um, was this the third episode no this was like the fourth what was the third the one where Letty with the house yeah shit so what was the second wait a minute I'm so confused the, remember they spent the second episode was when Tony Golden oh, was there with his, like, white hair, right? Into Massachusetts. Okay, I forgot. Right, 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 right. Okay, because I feel like the first two had me, because I thought... I the first the two was about. beautiful. I think they're trying to do extra things in these I episodes like that I don't... different shows. And I, I don't need them. I, I wanted... I came for Black Horror. I came for exactly. a slight historical, you know, aspects, but mostly Black Horror. With so, a little bit of so, sci-fi and, in it. Right. A little, a couple of innuendos would have been fine with me, you know, like when we had to kill the white cops. I was like, oh, okay. Like, bet. Um, that was wonderful. But, but now it's just like, we're Indiana Jones. We're putting, we're solving the puzzles. Like, I, I feel like I'm doing a logic puzzle while I'm watching the show. <laughs> like. <laughs> also, I feel like there's just been this weird element of sort of like leveraging Caribbean spirituality to tell this Absolutely. story and then completely mismanaging it. Exactly. Like when Aki came to do the little blood on the forehead, mm-hmm. real, I was like, so what exactly are we doing here? Why? Like, once again, exactly. what is that purpose? What is that intention? And then you have someone who's speaking Arawak and you're talking about the Taino people, specifically the Taino people of Guyana. Right. And then you just sort of killed that. That's literally. Okay. <laughs> I just, just like why i don't know it it just it feels like a show that that's that feels like it's taking itself a lot more seriously than it needs to especially because you put little baby emmett in two episodes why leave emmett alone especially because i i i'm not well versed but they were saying he has a speech impediment and y'all clearly didn't do enough research to then portray him properly yikes though i will say the one thing that i i 
liked but didn't like and something i've been thinking a lot about was in the uh, third episode when they were talking about the names of the people who had like been murdered in this mm-hmm. murder house mm-hmm. um and the fact that they invo- invoked invoked the names of like lucy and anarka and betsy who were the um survivors who were a part of uh jay marion sims like experimentation on enslaved women and basically were sort of the site of the birthplace of gynecology and so i kind of liked that idea of like all right we're including these individuals these names into this but it's like what does it mean to invoke the dead in a story that at, at also got kind of cheesy like the whole Very baby true. head on like a grown man's body on a grown, like, yeah. like just like kitschy whatever storytelling that's happening it's like so where is that line and how do we how do we sort of do that with respect and reverence Mm-mm. and not just use the dead to tell your story also i want to I, I know you had a different opinion about letty's character there's just like a slight pivot i need more from her and this is what i mean by that she's so she what she's a waste except for like last minute oh they fucked up so i gotta do this i gotta save the day yeah um and and we talked about you know journey and how she is fantastic right and terrific and beautiful i need her to serve a bigger purpose than just being the light-skinned love interest unless we're going to have some some backstory where i think one of her parents might be white in the show like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's what we're leading towards especially last episode where she, where her sister was like, no, that's my half-sister. That lets mm-hmm. me know that there is tea to come with that. Also, really quickly, I think, you know, the I can't remember her name, but the white girl with the super blonde hair, who with mm-hmm. the physical powers, I think her and that white man with the short hair are the uh, same, same human. Person. Um, and that is going to trip me out, let that be true. <laughs> Bruh, I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, that yeah. makes sense. That sits well, right? That sits well with me. Um, it makes so much sense. And I don't think we've seen those two characters together. So then mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. And then the thing with that sister, I was like, oh, all right. I, like, oh, okay. I, I feel like if I'm like if I'm watching it, I'm watching it honestly for Ajane Ellis. Obviously, yeah. Um Mama put the put the clues on. Mm, uh yeah, honestly, I'm I'm doing it for all the dark skinned women. Truthfully. Honestly, truly. Truthfully. But yeah, um, I feel like they got to give me something now about Journey's character. Like, Letty can't just be the light-skinned love interest. That just, you just, it can't be it. Give me more. Give me more. She does, she can, I think, handle more as an actress. So give me more than just, I think so. Your face so says otherwise. She hasn't been giving any. She hasn't she been hasn't getting it. Okay. That's, that's fair. I, no, I'm sorry. Some of the acting, especially in that third episode, I was like, you are giving me nothing. I don't Their episode it. was a little, was a little. I think that was the turning point. People are like, "All right, so what is the show truly about? <laughs> what are we really doing, guys?" Um, it's such a huge pivot. All I know is, is that Anthony will be in at least two more episodes. So. Uh-uh, I don't want that because that means like he's going. Like I feel like when I watch that show, I can't watch it with him because like I feel like the fits okay the tony Golden that i know is primarily fitzgerald grant the third i see him in a very different presidential. way presidential not only tolerating but like is in love with this black woman supposedly although it is a little bit um 
Thomas Jefferson, Sally Hemings. No, it's about not. Their- <laughs> he, he Listen, it's I don't not. care. We talked about it last week, and I said it again. It is. It is. It had some slight innuendos. But also, but their love supersedes history and race relations and conflict. Did I talk about Lakeview Terrace last week? Because I think I don't that Lake, Lakeview Terrace is the anti-miscegenation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Bruh, it was giving me Samuel L. Jackson black supremacy. And I'm here for it. I, I, I don't know. Um, you good? Was about to say? Yes, so I clicked on why Chris Evans is trending, and I don't... Is it like why when Odell was trending the other day? Because that was heinous. <laughs> no. So apparently he accidentally showed his camera roll, and his camera roll is very interesting. Like, good, interesting, bad, interesting, like, they gonna come tr- get him? No, they're not gonna come get him. Like, it's just going to make all the people who are who thirst after Chris Evans thirst more. Is he black girls? No, 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 no. Oh, Although yeah. we do know he messes with black girls. Apparently, I'm not sure if this is 100% true. Is this Yeah. Is that's what I'm trying to figure it out to make sure, like, is this accurate or are people, like, putting things in there? Because if it is, I mean... This is his camera? Why is that his camera roll? <laughs> why is that his, Why did he record his camera roll? Like, I just have... I have questions. I'm screaming. People are posting pictures of him with his dog to cleanse the timeline. I'm screaming. He has a he has a photo on his camera roll. Which it's a picture of his face, and it says "Guard that pussy." I saw that, and I cackled. Okay, well, if he leaked his own news, like that is fine. Like let him do him. Um, if he leaked it, don't let no one else leak it. We have the autonomy to do what we want. Um, but also, I guess don't leak it because like children might be following you because you're Captain America. I don't know. To be honest, I don't particularly. Speaking of, and then I feel like we gotta wrap it up, but like, yeah. this is like how uh, Carrie accidentally put a picture of her with uh, Caleb on Instagram one day. Wait, say and that again? Carrie accidentally put a picture of her with her son. Her son, yeah. Instagram. And I didn't see the picture, but like, I was like, am I wrong to want to see the picture? Hmm. But also, it seemed nobody screenshotted it or nothing, so I was like, wow, we really respect her, or she worked fast. She works fast. Something tells me mama saw that, took it down immediately, made no muss, no fuss, had the publicist talk to the folks who ever screenshotted it. Right. <laughs> Say, I, I, I. Run that shit back. Oh, like, damn. Um, also, when we were talking about Thomas Jefferson and, and Sally Hemings, watch The Hollywood Reporter and specifically David Diggs. There's one specific thing he makes. They basically talked about being typecast, and he said he feels like the ghost of Thomas Jefferson is always following him, and he said to have that particular slave master just follow me is something, <laughs> is something oh. else. And Yaya started busting out laughing, and you just see the white people like, 
<laughs> you know they make that uncomfortable smile laugh? That's what they did. But Yaya was genuinely cackling. That's amazing. I feel like the episode has ended, but yeah. I feel like we should probably do like a proper ending so we can absolutely chop and screw this however. But um, this has been lovely. It has. It truly has. Yes. I guess. Uh, what's your What's your one takeaway for the day? Um, I'm going to take something you said. I'm going to focus on not only building because I do think I have the foundation of a really great community. Excuse me. I think I have the really great foundation of community. Um, but okay. taking the time to be intentional about how I interact with the community and how I add more to the community and what I personally need uh-huh. in this moment in terms of friendships and loved ones and things of that nature real um i think for me i'm i'm thinking a lot about what are the things that give me joy outside of like watching television because you know how like you said mm-hmm. you're like go to self-care thing is sleep for me i think mm-hmm. it's television and so it's sort of that easy thing of like it's not helping it's not hurting it's just there you know, I just have a little bit of time to think about something else, focus on something else. But like, remembering like, things like the gym and like really being in my body and how energizing and like helpful that has been for me sort of like, how do I then Mm. sort of build on that energy in this new reality that I have? And like, how do I sort of replicate that kind of work? So yeah. And I guess my last question, at least the question that I have is like, how are you feeling? Because I I'm a solid six. I was going to say, after this conversation, um, and once again, like, not to go too into it, but you're part of my community, right? And I went from a five to maybe a six and a half. I will give myself a solid six and a half. I feel like I'm not going to do anything else for the rest of the day, but I feel like I have the capacity to do things the rest of the day, if that makes sense. Period. I'm going to do that. You know those photos people have been taking? (laughs) Which ones? Will you spell words with your butt? I'm not doing this with you, Kenya. I'm not. I don't want to do this with you. Because <laughs> I realized I could, in fact, spell period. But I don't want to. I want to do a different word. But I could if I wanted to. I'm not doing you this do, with you. Did you see the ones with the boobies? Someone did mood. Someone did period poo. I don't want to do period poo with my boobs. Like, <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> but you could if you wanted to. Also, I'm about to send you this on twitter because <laughs> i love All you right. <laughs> thank you um thank you for joining us for yes whatever this was it was a lot this of things such. yes um hopefully us talking about our personal experiences not only helped ourselves mm-hmm. but others um like emma said before we're grateful for every person who listens absolutely you know, shares makes this more than just an idea that lived in our heads mm-hmm. you know I never really thought about it more than that, but I'm mm-hmm. appreciative of this moment and this space and a few. So. Uh, that was a lot. And you know how I don't like to deal with my emotions. Um, yes. I guess like, I feel like a good final piece is just like, remember to protect your space, your peace, your energy. And we love all of you. Oh. Yay. I'm going to end the recording. Oh, Period. I'm going to end it here, friends. Oh, oh! really quickly, remember to follow the podcast on Instagram. What is our Instagram name? Because low-key, I don't know it. Musing? 
called Musings Media. Oh, someone just followed us. I don't know who they are, but they just follow. Oh, they make food. We anyway, 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 anyway. Let's go back. Let's, anyway, anyway. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> yes. We don't have a Facebook because we're not 40. Nope. No, no, we're not 40. Uh, uh, yeah, um, just be sure to follow us on these things. And we're going to be bringing a lot more content for you guys to interact with us, which I think will be really dope because we talk mm-hmm. about everything under the sun. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it because now I feel like I'm rambling. We love y'all. Protect your space, protect your peace, protect your energy. Be blessed, be blessed. Ashe. All right. All right, friends.